Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory-Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. Being a mother is hard, but being a mother of a child with special needs can make that journey even more complicated. We often say that mothers are superheroes, but my guest today takes this to a whole new level. Eighteen years ago, Kelly Tangi gave birth to her daughter, Ariana, who has cerebral palsy and is legally blind. When Ari entered middle school, she really voiced a desire to compete in sports just like her older brother and sister, who had been very athletic all their lives. After hearing Ari's wishes, Mom Kelly and Dad Michael decided that they needed to act on Ari's dream and make it happen for their daughter. On September 1, 2012, Team Ari rolled into existence. Kelly pushed Ariana in her first 5K race in her wheelchair. The pair took off running and has since crossed 67 finish lines together, including multiple marathons, all while raising awareness for the inclusion of physically challenged and assisted athletes. Wow. Welcome, Kelly. Oh, Susan, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate the invitation. Kelly, can you share with us how has Ari fired you to start running? How did that begin? It actually began because Ari Ari had endured years of physical therapy and orthotic braces and walkers and wheelchairs and we were she was receiving physical therapy uh, several times a week in addition to occupational therapy and speech services. So she was coming up on five years, almost six years of age, and I made a commitment to myself that if Ari could take independent steps, her first independent steps. If she could learn to walk, then I could run. And I I decided that goal because I thought, you know, she's been so determined and so perseverant, and I never ran a day in my life except what I was forced to, you know, in PE in in my school days. And so I thought, you know, I have to make this commitment to myself, and it's a bigger commitment to her that if I take care of myself, I'm going to be here for a long time taking care of her, and I need to be the best me that I can possibly be for her. And so the day that she literally took her first steps independently. The next day I, you know, I just went out the door. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have any, you know, anybody, I didn't know anybody who ran other than Ari's older brother and, and sister because they were very athletic and they participated in track and some basketball and cheering. And so I started, I, I started really appreciating that running time and I would run with Lindsay and Nick, Ari's brother and sister. And the more we ran, together. I found that it was family therapy for us. It was a time for me, you know, to spend one-on-one time with them, but also it was good time for me. But Ari would always ask when we would go out the front door, she would say, you know, how many miles are you going to run? And we would, we would tell her. And then it moved to, well, you know, can I run with you? And we just didn't know what to do at that point. You know, we knew she couldn't, she couldn't run without equipment and, her manual wheelchair wouldn't be, you know, the best thing to do to run with her. But when she entered middle school, she was struggling so much with not being able to keep up with peers. And she was becoming very sad about that, not being able to participate in sports at school, especially because Lindsay and Nick had had always done that. So I picked her up from school one day and she was very teary and very sad about her PE class and not being involved and being left on the sidelines. 
And that for me was, I think that was a day that I hit rock bottom as a parent because I felt like, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not helping her be able to participate in sports and school wasn't helping her to participate in sports. There was no program that was, that was helping her to participate in sports. So I was bound and determined after that day that she was going to run, we were going to run together. So there was a 5k race and coming up that weekend and it just so happened to be a benefit for the children's hospital that Ari received so many of her services from. So it was a perfect opportunity for me to push her in her chair and also benefit a children's hospital that she received so much care from. And I never dreamed, you know, I just thought, oh, you know, I'll push her this 5K in a wheelchair and, you know, it'll be, it'll go down in, in the history books and she'll feel fulfilled. But what actually happened that day was when we crossed the finish line together, she was a different child. She just felt fantastic and, and told me that when we were running, I feel like my disabilities disappear. So she said, when can we do another race? <laughs> I said, when do you want to do another race? And she said, I want to do a 10K race. Ari was very familiar with all the races, the distances that I had I had ran. And uh, there was a 10K in two weeks, and I said, do you want to do it? And she said, yeah, I want to do it. And after we finished the 10K, she said, I want to do a half marathon. <laughs> so two weeks after that. Two weeks after that, we were doing a half marathon. <laughs> you know, I think there's a lot of women out there that are laughing with us because people – underestimate so many things that moms say, we are going to solve this. We are going to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think that we do take it on. And you sort of lead me into my other kind of curious question. Of how <laughs> has raising Ari changed you, you as a person, and your outlook on life? You know, when we, when we have our children, we, you know, we don't know what that journey is going to be like. But how has having Ari changed you? Mm, it's changed me quite a bit, um, for the better. <laughs> better, I think. Um, you learn to become much less selfish. <laughs> you know, you learn to become more patient. I, I don't think I, I, I never dreamed that my husband and I would have a child who is disabled. You know, I, if someone had told me you're going to be the parent of a disabled child, I would have said, "Who me? No, no, I can't right. do that." And I think, and um, I think there's a lot of people out there saying the same thing. We all envision a journey that sometimes isn't going to exist. I'm much more patient. I'm much more grateful. You know, it really gives me a sense of gratitude because I'm much more aware of what I'm capable of and appreciate my health in ways that I never thought I would. I'm much more grateful for the day. You know, I, I don't take it for granted anymore. I think before having a child, you know, with serious health issues, I took for granted my other two children's, their milestones, you know, when they learned to walk, their first words, you know, their first day at kindergarten, you know, I was happy and excited in those moments, but I really didn't have the depth of understanding of how important those milestones were. And when you have a child that, that struggles in meeting those milestones, it, it takes your breath away. It took my breath away. The fear of not knowing also, I think, you know, that was that was really hard for me to come to terms with of, you know, really not knowing what the future would be and letting go of it and, and accepting it and acknowledging that it's okay, that I'm not always going to know what the future is. So I have to really enjoy the present. And, and as a mom, what a great role model to your older children that life is not perfect. And in many ways, it has strengthened you as a family that maybe other people wouldn't experience because you've had this challenge that you have addressed and come and embraced almost. 
I, we're really fortunate that, that Lindsay and Nick were 10 and 12 when we had Ari. Ari was our, we, we always joke and we say Ari was our dessert. She, <laughs> she, she was a, a wonderful, you know, addition to our family that we didn't, you know, really plan on having and we're so grateful we did. So age helped in the sense that they could cope and adapt uh, a little bit more so than had they been, you know, close in age to her. I think I was able to, they were more independent, so that helped out a lot. And it also helped that a lot of Ariana's therapies were in our home, so they had to, Lindsay and Nick participated a lot in her therapies, you know, older brother and older sibling, you know, in a, in a playful way, let's get Ari to do this. You know, Ari would unknowingly, you know, know that it's benefiting her gross motor skills. She would be playing with Lindsay and Nick while she was doing, you know, physical therapy. So it helped. And they grew up, you know, they grew up with it. But Ari grew up on the sidelines, so to speak. She grew up on the soccer fields with them. You know, we would we would go to all their sporting events. I took her to all their sporting events. So I think Lindsay and Nick felt like their lives didn't stop. That really made a difference. I think there's families, you know, that can't or aren't able to keep their lives, their routines going when there's a disabled child. They're unable to do that. And we were fortunate. We, we could do it. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie and tell you that it's all wine and roses because it wasn't. There were days, you know, that, for example, you know, Ari was hospitalized frequently and, and she was hospitalized when Lindsay turned 16. So, you know, there were things that Lindsay and Nick had to sacrifice as well, you know, because of having a sibling who whose health was impaired and things would happen unexpectedly. But they're really grateful and they're really appreciative for their own health and for the blessings that we've had. You're just a blessing listening to what role model you have not only been for Ari, but for your other two children. And, you know, I, I know that there have, though, been struggles for you and for Ari over the years when it comes to inclusion. Mm-hmm. It's so important that we as a society are aware of that because there's so many families with other disabilities mm-hmm. that go through that. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how we as individuals can help those around us in this? That's a, you know, that's a tough question because I think from my perspective, oftentimes people are, are ignorant about, you know, some disabilities or they're fearful and they don't quite know, you know, what to do to be accommodating or, or how to accommodate and how to adapt and how to, you know, include people with disabilities with physically abled individuals in sports. And I think there's been a lot of progress made since Ari and I started running together six years ago. You know, we had originally when we started, we had a, we had some race organizations that didn't allow racing chairs or one particular race didn't want Ari to be registered and have her own bib number that everybody would be assigned. And they didn't want her to have her own bib number because they said, well, she's, you know, she's not actually doing it on her own. So she shouldn't be eligible for a bib number. And our perspective was, she's a participant irregardless. Whether she's using her own legs or not, she's out there for the duration with me. And she's encouraging and inspiring other athletes on the course. And so I think we've overcome a lot. I think more and more race organizations have opened up opportunities for individuals to race with disabilities. And we became more involved, too, to the extent that there's a great organization called Challenge Athletes Foundation that offers equipment grants and training grants and competition expenses to individuals with physical challenges. And so there is more and more progress being made, absolutely. But there's still some barriers there that are left and hurdles to overcome. And, and I think we can do it with grace. I think that the more we educate people, 
more we say, you know, well, this is how this works. And it may look different to you. You're not familiar with this piece of equipment, but it's actually a really cool thing. <laughs> so I think taking taking the positive approach helps. You know, Kelly, it sounds like you and Ari have grace to the world, showing them how you can take a disability. And you're so transparent that as a mom, I have to commend you. I just, I think there's so many moms that are going to be listening today that say, wow, this is this is a woman who can take adversity and take a challenge and, and turn it into a blessing. And so we feel blessed to have had you today. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so humbled by your kind words. We, we are here rooting for you. And when you make it to the big time and you and, and Ari are in the Olympics, we, we want a ticket. So. <laughs> so. Well, thank you, Kelly. Thanks for joining us today. And thanks for our listeners in tuning in today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud, Podbeam, and womensradio.com for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.